Trigger warning. What you are about to hear will offend you. Welcome to Bad Gamers Anonymous, a two-step program where bad gamers come together once a month to not be supported and to be judged on their bad gaming. With Bad Gamer Bishop, Bad Gamer Crowley, and producer Bad Gamer Submonger. Get good scrubs. Yes, hello and welcome to Bad Gamers Anonymous. Our two-step program will help you be a bad gamer too. Those two steps, sack up and get good. I am your host, Bad Gamer Crowley. And as the title says, I am a bad gamer. Joining me as always, the peanut butter to my jelly, uh, the pearl in my jam, it's Bad Gamer Bishop. You know, for once, I'd like to be your Nutella to your peanut butter. Nobody likes Nutella. Only on a spoon. Sure, but not not me. Well, hello, I am Bishop, and I'm a bad gamer. You and I can't. You are a bad gamer. Oh, the worst. You, I cannot wait to to get into this episode. Uh, Submonger, the gentleman producer, Macintosh gaming expert extraordinaire, is not with us this week, uh, as he is off. Um, probably trying to figure out how to play on a Macintosh. That's 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 all I can think of. Uh, you can follow us on uh, Twitter at uh, Bad Gamers Anon. That's at B A D G A M E R S A N O N. Uh, you can also follow us on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash Bad Gamers Anonymous. Uh, you can also uh, download our shows on iTunes, on SoundCloud. So subscribe, rate us, follow. Let us know what you think of us. Tell us how bad we are. Uh, and just in general, how much we suck. We enjoy hearing how bad we are. It helps us get better. Uh, at least me. I don't know if it does, Bishop. Uh, so this this week, this month, I guess this is the 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 March show. It is March twenty fifth, twenty seventeen. It's late on the uh, Saturday evening, and uh, we're gonna talk. I mean, I think we would be remiss if we didn't start the show off speaking about the new console, the Nintendo Switch. And, and I think in order to uh, do that properly, uh, we're going to have to have the guy who has one talk about it. Now, it's a very peculiar situation that I came across this Wait, thing. wait, wait, wait. No, I don't want to hear excuses right off the bat. No, 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 no. You have a Nintendo Switch. You put effort into purchasing a Nintendo Switch or attaining, retaining, getting one in your possession. You know what? I don't like salt this late at night. <laughs> so, it keeps me up. So I want to, I, I, I think we should start with, with uh, just your assessment of the Nintendo Switch. We start, as always, with the good. We'll move on to the bad and the ugly. Now, I don't have one. That, that is full disclosure. I do not have a Nintendo Switch. I have no desire to get a Nintendo Switch. I will not be purchasing a Nintendo Switch. Not now. Not tomorrow. Not ever. Uh, so I think, I think, uh, Bishop, why don't you tell us what you believe some of the good things about the Nintendo Switch are. And when we get to the end, if you still feel the need to explain how you came upon a Nintendo Switch, but then by all means, go ahead. Again, let me wipe this salt off here before I start. <laughs> I don't think it's salt. Uh, I think it's just, uh, you know, some common sense, some facts. All right. 
So what's the good? So, of, what's the good about this console? What? Why? 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 Well, right off the bat, it's Nintendo. Okay. Wait. 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 <sighs> Nintendo. Now Nintendo has been, they've been around a long time. They basically brought video gaming back. Well, they did after the crash, and they haven't gone anywhere. And what, with the Nintendo Entertainment System back in the in, in the late eighties, the, yes. the the home system, the very first console after Atari kind of uh, took a dump, and and uh, Commodore sixty four and and the ColecoVision and all that stuff that kind of went away. There was there was a three or four or five year uh, a lull, if you will, in the video game console market. People just kind of forgot about it because none of those none of those platforms and I was I was around then I was I was a, a young young boy a strapping young lad and uh, I, I remember you know it wasn't a big deal you know that you know you play burger time or whatever you know but it wasn't it certainly wasn't anything like it is today and so you're right the N- Nintendo has that has that clout but seriously that's the number one thing you're starting with for the good no, is that's- that it's just Nintendo that's just what I'm starting with because they do have over 30 years of, you know, backstory to them and a franchise that they've built up. So, um, with that, uh, Zelda, one of the launch titles for it, the breath of the wild, it is also on the Wii U. However, I do think that the switch was the platform it was made to be played on and experienced. Maybe experienced, I should say, because it's, it was more of an experience than it was an actual playthrough when I played it. But I don't want to get too much into the game. It's a great game. The best game to ever live, in my opinion. You are so high. Or maybe that's fact. I don't know. It's, I'm going to go with opinion. All right. So, <laughs> so Nintendo. So basically what you're saying is the number one good thing about the Nintendo Switch is nostalgia. Because not only did you say Nintendo right off the bat, but you said Zelda. So it's like you're just bringing up the, the, the gamer memories of yore. Those days when the Nintendo Entertainment System ruled, where there was no competition, where your childhood memories are looked back upon fondly and warmly, and they give you a tiny little boy boner that you 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 remember having when you first uh you know put zelda in and you were like holy cow this is the greatest game ever yes exactly okay so nostalgia okay yes go on (laughs) and i am a sucker i'm i'm a sucker for nostalgia but i you know i like nostalgia when it's updated sure in 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 the in the vernacular uh of wrestling of professional wrestling you're a mark you are a mark. You mark out every time Nintendo does something new. You mark well, out every time there's a new Zelda. Now. Oh, but only with Zelda. So when the one came out for the Wii, when the Wii launched, I waited overnight to get that one. I did go fanatical about that. And I guess it's repeating with this one. I kind of, I want to say I went fanatical about it, but I knew I was going to play it. And, you know, this golden ticket fell in my lap to play it on a switch yes, anyways yes, yes. Really the that. good go ahead all right so good keep going so not only with nintendo but nintendo is i say nintendo because it's innovative with the past consoles it's released both sure. handheld sure. and um, home console but this one truly bridges that gap between so can i can i just name some innovations off the top um, of my head that nintendo has come up with 
What's that? Okay, so the first one that I can remember is uh, the floor pad that uh, you could run on <laughs> for for the for the track and field game from the Nintendo Entertainment. Yeah. Yep. Uh, uh, the the, the controller, right? A and B. Yep, the gun uh, that you would zapper. use to play uh, yeah, the zapper uh, that you'd use to play duck hunt with, <clears throat> and nothing else. It only you only had duck hunt. There were no other. They didn't. It's not like they developed great, you know, first person Holy shooter Kelly. games. Yeah. Okay. Like I said, they didn't. But develop that was great a great yeah, yeah shooter so like duck was, hunt. Yeah, duck hunt. Uh, 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 and then and then I think we can move on. Uh, to to one of the better innovations, the Nintendo sixty four controller, which was innovative and new for its for its time. I love the Nintendo sixty four controller. Uh, uh, the GameCube, uh, another the cube. Like anybody gave a crap what shape your console was. Uh, uh, another great innovation, the the Wiimotes, the nunchucks, if you will. So so far, all I'm getting from Nintendo innovation is gimmick. Now I'm not saying that Sony is not just as uh, as guilty of these things, uh, or Sega with the Sega CD, uh, uh, or, or like I said, the Sony PlayStation uh, with with their Move, which didn't do anything. People should, are afraid that the PSVR is going to be the same thing. But Nintendo is very gimmicky, and that's that's what you're telling me is this is a gimmick. Well, right, and you kind of got to be gimmicky. Well, some, uh, sure, but if you're going to use catch it. it sometime and others won't, but where they have it now, it's owning one and actually using one and using it within its intended purposes. It works really well. Sure. And what about, oh, 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 sure. Go ahead. I don't, I, I, I certainly don't want to. Okay. So I would, but... for the most, we'll take Zelda because the library for it is barely anything. But Zelda is one of the games that I have for it, and I played the most of it on my my console TV at my big TV. But the very last battle for it was the day that I decided, hey, I want to pick this up and bring it with me. So I brought it with me to my daily errands, and I I beat the game while sitting in my car playing on the screen. But I didn't feel like I was missing anything other than maybe bigger sound. That would come from playing in a living room. Couldn't you play with headphones and get the same effect? It, now, if you play with headphones, yes, okay. it, it'll be better than playing with just an open room with with big speakers. Right. Yeah, so that's keep that's going. what I'm saying. It's uh, keep keep going because so far cool. you're not selling me. But well, and, and it's not for everybody. But I'll get into that later. <laughs> okay. So what <laughs> that's else? My ne- that's in my bads. But so the price is the next part. Um, Nintendo products, you know, you're not getting the DVD playback in them, the DVD playback. You're not getting the multimedia devices you are with Xbox or Microsoft or Sony or other systems. So wait, 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 wait. Getting- So what you're telling me is it doesn't have all of the features that other home console systems have at a comparable price. No, it doesn't. Okay. But Just wanted to make sure say we're somebody like, like me, I... I would want this system works for me as a console because that's all it is. It's a gaming console or, I mean, you could call it a multimedia. I don't know what they call them now, but yeah, there's no DVD playback in it. There's no Blu-ray playback. There's limited capabilities based on other platforms that are out there. But for somebody like me who wants a dedicated gaming console, a dedicated Blu-ray player, 
a dedicated Betamax player. You know, I need those. You have a Betamax? No, but I wish I did. I wish I had a laser disc. <laughs> I had a friend that had a laser disc, and that's yeah. I couldn't figure out why he wanted a laser disc. I mean, the rest of us know. have all caught up to him now. His big thing was uh, he wanted to watch it in Letterbox. Now everything's Letterbox. It's the same aspect ratio. So anyway, go ahead. I- I'm sorry. I-, I don't mean to keep interrupting you, but I just okay. No, it's good. Know. It's okay. good. Okay. I like the salt. You now like, you like the salt. Now I've t- now that I've gotten used to it. Right now, it's a tasty flavor for you. Right, I understand. Go ahead. So, the next good and hear me out on this are the Joy-Con controllers that come with it. Now, there's big things going around that one of the controllers. You sent me the link on it, and I'd heard it elsewhere about the left controller shutting down and not working. Right, there was lots of lag with the left controller. Mm -hmm. I didn't. I didn't have any of those experiences when I was using it. Are you sure it's just that you're not a bad player and you had those experiences and you just didn't realize it? I mean, you are a bad gamer. I'm just asking if that is a, if that is a legitimate possibility, like that is the in the inside the realm of probability that you just didn't notice the lag. Well, maybe not me, but (laughs) let let me finish really quick. (laughs) Okay. So I, I will say, because the controllers I tap on for the bad, because these, I mean, these controllers are small, but the reason I say that we're focusing on why they're good is it. it's really, so I got the Bomberman game also. Oh, for so, the, okay. well, cause it's super Bomberman. Yeah, no, sure, super Bomberman. I totally understand. Super, super Bomberman R. Anyways, Bomberman's really fun, and I like really fun games. <laughs> and I said to my wife, I said, well, I picked up this Bomberman game. You know, we could play it together, but we and we could play it online with up to so many other people. Sure. So we we're trying to figure out the controls to it, and it, when you open up the system, the box, there's all these peripheral devices that could snap onto the controllers, and so you don't know what kind of controller you're building if you're using the Joy-Con controllers. And the controllers, you can slide them out of their port and you could slide an extra attachment on the top and you could turn them sideways to use like a traditional square control or rectangle type controller. Sure. And those are the two controllers that you use to play Bomberman mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. player, mm-hmm. which that in its, I don't know any other system that's, for a mobile that has system, that gimmick. sure. That you can take this out and say, "I want to play with some controller," or not break it in the literal sense of it, but unattach them from your screen, hand one to your buddy, and the two of you can sit there and play. Right. You know, it doesn't take up a lot of space, and that's why I say that these controllers are very—they're neat. They're really cool. If you say so. No, you just I'm. I just, just tell you, I've read, I have read reviews where the, like those tiny controllers are just, they're junk. They're junk. They're not sturdy. They're not well-made. They're junk. Well, these people were probably holding them with their feet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sure. Okay. Okay. So that's the good. Sure. That's well, the good I, what about it bridges that gap between handheld and console? Like, is that like, to me, 
that seems like that would be the number one thing that this that the Nintendo Switch does. It bridges that gap. It's seamless. It's what the PS Vita should have been. It is. And so and that is the number one good thing about that. But would that have happened if Nintendo didn't? Would somebody else have done it? No, and I'll tell you why. Because although I don't know, because this thing seems to be selling like hotcakes, so maybe there is a market for it. I didn't think there's a market for it because the PS Vita sold really well or semi well, and the PlayStation is still, you know, Sony still doesn't do anything with it. There's no, it's not like there's games for it. Uh, you know, you can still connect to your PS4 and play some of the game, but it's it, the lag is so bad. It's like they just never even cared. It's exactly. Like, it's like a it, money making thing, and so I, you know, I guess in that aspect, that I, I'm really glad that Nintendo did this, and now maybe some of the other companies like Sony will be like, oh. Well, we've already got this PS Vita. Maybe we should do something with this because there's obviously is a market for it. But at the same time, I'm going to, you know, and I'll get to this a little later. I'm just going to say nostalgia. Everybody lost their minds because there's a new Zelda and they wanted to play it on the newest system. And after that, there's nothing. There's nothing. It's dry like the desert. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree. If you're buying the system only to play Zelda or the ones or twos, then you're doing it wrong. I mean, you could you could do what you want, but, you know, there's better options. But would I pay money for this system? Would I be a diehard to get it? Not at this time. I would wait it out. Okay, but, so so you wouldn't pay money for it. Now let's, let's, let's examine why. So what's the bad about the Nintendo Switch? Okay, so the first bad is it... It, it is a next-gen console, but for people who favor processing power and graphics and good in game. their games, sure. it, it doesn't hold up to, you know, a PS4 right. or, or an or Xbox or, a, yeah, or an Xbox or a PC or a Macintosh. Right. Or, well, let's not get crazy here. Let's <laughs> not say things we don't mean. <laughs> okay. All right. Sorry. But, yes, all those. And... You kind of can't combat that with, you know, what do you want in the system? But storage is an issue. It, so what is this? What is the storage of the of the Nintendo Switch? Like, what are your options? Okay, so does it have a dedicated? Okay, so it has a dedicated hard drive, internal storage. It, it does. I don't know the specs on it right now, but it is smaller. So it's smaller and, than what a terabyte. 500 gigabytes, 250 gigabytes. Like what, what, what is it? If you had to guess, because don't, aren't you forced to, to save your games on, on mini cards on like uh, the mini discs? internal storage. The games are cards. The games are cards. Okay. Yep. But again, small storage. Now you can expand it with flash discs and flash drives, but those get it. The, the micro ones, the really small ones. Yeah. But those in themselves are pretty spendy. That's ridiculous. That's, that's ridiculous. All right. Is there a cloud? Is. Like, wait, is there? Because Nintendo has an online service for the Switch, and right now it's free. And eventually they're going to charge everybody 60 bucks or 50 bucks a year like everybody else does, right? So it's going to be comparable. Is there a premium? Like, can you, can you do a Nintendo Switch Plus, a Nintendo Switch? I'm part of their VIP club where I get cloud storage. No. Now I don't know if all of that has been detailed no. because they're still in the er, the launch phase of it. It's in, oh, isn't that something you would have in the launch phase? Is hey, 
look what we're going to have. We are a next-gen console. The PlayStation and the Microsoft uh, uh, have been out. The Xbox have been out for for a year or two now. To you know, they have every. We're going to have everything they are at launch. Like, wouldn't that be something if you want to compete? Again, I'm just pointing things out that I'm going to rant about yeah. here in a minute. Cause... So if you, here's the thing about this the system that I kind of had trouble with. When I was looking at it and thinking about it, I wanted to think about it in leagues with its competitors, Sony and Microsoft. Sure. But you couldn't. And because even though storage is really small on here, take a game like Zelda. When I looked, the cart was only, I think, 16 gigs of memory. Now take a game like horizon zero dawn that took up over 40 gigs of memory right because one is an epic game with epic graphics and the other one's nintendo right horizon dawn is the other one. Oh, okay you know what you and i are gonna we're, we're gonna fight all right so what about uh you have down here for the bad also the taste of the cards yeah the taste of the cards i don't know what they put on it but it tastes really bad can i ask why are you putting these cards in your mouth are you like hmm I can either put this in the system or put it in my mouth. I'm I'm just going to put it in my mouth. It became a thing on the internet. And I read it and I said, they can't taste that bad. And sure enough, dabbed it on your tongue. And I mean, I I know why they did it. The the games are tiny. Carts are really small. So they did it so that that children would like, you really think they thought that far ahead? Like we, this is a choking hazard. So to make, in order for a child, not I mean, to they choke could have it, accidentally fallen awful. off of some production line. <laughs> okay, Are I don't you know. Sure, if you sure, all right. But they taste bad. So what about the ugly in this game, or this this okay. console? What's the ugly of this console? So the Besides ugly everything. Is, no, it's it's the library. The launch lineup is very small. When you say very small, do you mean like four games? I mean, like, I think there's six games, <laughs> and, and then the rest of them are on the, oh, uh, the Switch store. But I will awful. say, I will how say awful. that out of all the small, of, like, out of the few that there are, uh, there's many of them that I want to play. Uh, uh, sure. Okay. Well, that's good. Uh, and they've banned this on flights, some flights now. Some flights you can't even... Yeah, I okay. just read yesterday that they're banned on some some flights, mm-hmm. some U.S. flights. Good. Look, I'm glad you got one, and I'm glad you got to play Zelda, and, and I am certainly salty that Zelda is an exclusive to the Nintendo, especially the Wii U, because the Wii U was a, it was a total piece of junk that people wasted their money on. And, and the Wii, for the most part, again, a worthless piece of junk that nobody, that everybody wasted their money on. Again, you're right. Nintendo has the name. They have the name power. They have the, the, the power of nostalgia, which millennials are just gaga over for some reason. They want to relive the, the golden 90s for whatever reason. When Zach had, had a giant brick phone up next to his head, Kelly Kapowski was Dayton Slater. Like, they want to go back to the good old days of uh, uh, Saved by the Bell, but it, it, you can't recapture those days. They're gone. You're an adult. Grow up. Uh, to me, the Nintendo Switch is a gimmick. That's all it is. It's a gimmick. It is a look. It's a handheld and a console. And in order to do that, we had to kind of sacrifice a lot of things like storage and controls. 
it's not worth it to me. It's really not. Uh, and I certainly well, didn't pick up a Wii U. Look, the Wii failed. The Wii U super failed. Uh, and while the Switch may be selling hot right now, the novelty wears off. The nostalgia wears off. These snowflakes are going to melt. And guess what? The snowflakes are going to melt into tears, salty tears of regret and buyer's remorse. Uh, the, 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 the Nintendo 64, or the Nintendo Switch came out and, and, and they didn't even have a VR. No, we're studying VR. We're looking into VR, but they don't have a VR. Well, that's how far behind the curve Nintendo is. They are so far behind their competition in Xbox and in, in PlayStation that all they have are, are, are their exclusive title of Zelda and Mario. That's it. Both of those are nostalgia titles. Now, I'm not saying that Zelda's a bad game. I haven't played it. And it's probably one of the better games out there. And it'll probably be one of the better games on the Nintendo Switch. But if you're spending money on the Nintendo Switch, I guarantee you, you are spending money for the wrong reasons. Graphically, it does not stand up to the PlayStation or the Xbox. It just doesn't. Nintendo has always had stylized graphics. They will always have stylized graphics that are more suited towards children than they are adults. The hardcore content won't be there when the Nintendo Switch because it wasn't there in the Wii and it wasn't there and apparently my computer wanted to restart for some reason. I don't understand that. But it's it wasn't there in the Wii and it wasn't there in the Wii U and it won't be in there in the Nintendo Switch. The storage is horrendous. Again, giving up something to, to bridge that gap between handheld and console. And it's just, to me, it's not worth it. Uh, if you really want a console or a, or, or a handheld game, are you that bored? Like, your phone can, like, download all kinds of cool games and keep you occupied for the 20, 30 minutes that you can't be in front of your TV for crying out loud. That's my take on the Nintendo Switch. I'm glad you liked it, but you didn't pay any money for it. Now we'll get to this. You didn't there pay. There was some pepper with that salt. You didn't pay any money for it, did you? No, I didn't. So my story is GameStop. Ugh, they called me the other day. And that's that's another day. Anyway, <laughs> they were running this promotion. And yes, we had a Wii U and a Wii just sitting around collecting dust for the longest time. Because that's what Nintendo does now. They just sit around and collect dust. Yeah, that's what they did for a long time. Handhelds are nice. Sure. You could say handheld I, I, I'm not disagreeing. And so they were running the specials and I brought everything in and hey, you have all the stuff we want. So you so I, I basically, you know, got it for a song. Right. Okay. And that's great. I'm glad you got it for a song. Let me ask you this. Would you recommend people to buy to purchase the, 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 the Nintendo Switch? Would you say you need to go buy one? Unless you're a diehard diehard that needs it needs it to live then I, I, I'd say pass it. If you're looking for a next-gen console, um, wait this one out Pro. for at least the first year and see what does happen with it. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't disagree with that. I mean, if you're in Die Hard, you're going to get it regardless of what I tell you or what, what Bishop and they, tells There you. are those people. Nintendo sells. Oh, absolutely. And most out. of them are hipsters with hipster beards, wearing plaid, and, and drinking Pabst Blue Ribbon to be ironic. Um, look... The verdict is what? How many uh, How many Marios do you give this? Out of five, how many Marios? I'm, I'm going to give it a three. Okay, three out of five Marios. That's not bad. It's not great. Middle of the road. But here's the thing. Nintendo Switch 
is basically competing with Nintendo DS. Like, they have the market, and they've had the market on handheld uh, gaming systems. Yeah, they have, and unless they could get the the third-party support for some of the bigger... They had, look, they had huge titles. titles. They and, have yeah. huge titles. Pokemon? You can't get that on PS Vita, can you? Like they have no, but t- what, they, what has Pokemon ever done good on a console? Well, what has Pokemon ever done good, period? Again, um, yeah, it's, you're just, right. it's just a child's game. And that's that's what the Nintendo is. Uh, he gives it a three out of five. Mario's, I, I give it a half a Mario. I give it a Luigi. That's what I give it. It's a Luigi. <laughs> All right, so now that we've wasted a half an hour of your life telling you why the, the, the Nintendo Switch is the Nintendo Switch, uh, let's talk about the game of the month uh, for for March for Bad Gamers Anonymous. It is Horizon Zero Dawn. Wow, what an experience! Oh wow, is right. This is one of my early front runners for game of the year. I don't care about Zelda. Now, here's the first thing I'm going to ask you before we get into game of the month. Till we get into Horizon Zero Dawn and we really break it down, and we talk about it. I want to know right off the bat, which yes. one is better, Horizon Zero Dawn or Zelda Breath of the Wild? Are it's, you sure you want to be asking me this? Is, we only have like another half an hour. What a stupid name, by the way, for the Zelda <laughs> game. Just, just um, which one's better? Just quickly, if you had to pick one, you're on a desert island for a week. And that you can only play one game for a week. Because, I mean, seriously, if you're only going to play one game for your life, it'll be a sports game. Which game are you going to pick? If it was only for a week, this game, it was. if it was for the rest of my life, Zelda. Right, because of nostalgia. Because you are a millennial. I don't care no. what you say. You uh, are a millennial. Where's my PBR? I don't even drink PBR. Where is <laughs> where it? Is it? Uh, all right, so let's talk about the good in Horizon Zero Dawn. Like I said, early frontrunner. For me, one of the early frontrunners for game of the year. The graphics, this is a beautifully rendered world. It looks as believable as any game I have ever seen minus the giant robot monsters like those. I mean, they're giant robot monsters, but it is beautifully rendered. It but, is. A, it is gorgeous to look at. Yes. And the, the monsters are believable with even how they're rendered in there. Oh, for sure. But I mean, I mean, when was Crazy. the last time you saw a giant dinosaur robot running around? Yes, I haven't. Okay. Um, I think this, the story is absolutely, it was well done. Uh, an apocalyptic future about a thousand years after 2060, give or take. I did the math at one point and I had it. It's a little under a thousand years. Um, so you're looking at 3060, I think, is when this took place. I think. Don't hold me to that. I'm sure somebody on Reddit's going to be like, Bad Demon Crowley's is stupid. He cannot do math, which I cop to. I'm not a good mathematician. Um, robots look like the wildlife that have taken over. Uh, have, have taken over. Humans uh, are broken up into different tribes who fear and do not understand ancient technology. It's like I, I am reminded of that skit on Saturday Night Live with the late great Phil Hartman, where he is the caveman lawyer, and he just keeps saying, "I'm just a, I'm just a simple caveman. I don't understand all this modern technology and big words." And then he goes on to win whatever stupid case. That's a funny skit. If you don't, is that what you had to keep telling yourself? Yeah, dude. Look, man. Phil Hartman was the bomb. Just, just look it up. Just look it up. Uh, the protagonist, uh, Aloy, is a motherless, quote-unquote, woman uh, who grew up as an exile and seems to be destined to save the world. 
Uh, what I really liked about this is they gave you choices that affected how you interacted with people. I don't think they really changed the story so much as as it affected how you interacted with people. And I like that. I like where they give you a choice uh, that does it would have been better if it had an outcome in the real world. And there were a couple that did where you had a choice whether or not you were going to kill somebody or go help them. Um, but I really enjoy that kind of that kind of gameplay, that kind of, uh, you know, are you going to be be crass with somebody or are you going to be harsh or you're going to be, you know, compassionate or are you going to be uh, logical or are you going to think about, you know, and for me, I always just chose that I'm just going to tell you what I really think. I'm just going to come at you the confrontation because that's the, probably what I do in the, real life. The fist, right? The fist. Yes, the fist. That was yeah, the choice. Fist. What were the other two? The fist. and The what, brain. Yeah, one was the brain and I don't remember. A heart, maybe? The heart, yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, I like that. I thought they did a great job with the voice acting. I thought the voice acting was spot on. I know that you disagree with that. We'll get to that. But I thought the voice acting in this game was done pretty well. Uh, and it also had, uh, I don't remember his name. I should have written it down. Um, but the, the gentleman you interact with, Sai something. Silas. Silas. Or? Or, I don't remember. Because I don't want right. to spoil this game. Because if you haven't played it, you seriously need to play it. If, you, if you're playing it now, I don't want to spoil anything for you. Uh, he is the guy from Fringe. He is the the black guy from a show on Fox a few years ago named Fringe, uh, or the African American. I don't want to, I don't want to offend anybody. You special snowflakes out there. I, I I think he did a wonderful job. He's also you might know him from John Wick and John Wick Two as the concierge in the Assassin uh, Hotel. Uh, the guy is just I I, I I like that guy. I like him as an actor, and I was uh, pleasantly surprised to hear him in this game. Um. And the gameplay, it's a combination of open world, third person shooter, puzzle, and Mario pl uh, style platforming uh, in, in, in three dimensions. And it allows you to play however you want. Uh, the, you know, you can either go in stealthy and kill everybody one by one, or you can just run and gun and, you know, shoot arrows like you're, like you're the green arrow on, on, on the CW show. So those are my, that's my good. Those are all my goods. I've got four goods, I, I, and they should just be labeled greats. They're greats. Like all of those things for me made this game well worth the money, well worth the time that I put into this game, 60 plus hours into this game. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed yeah. it. And I couldn't agree with you anymore on all of your topics. This game is phenomenal. Um, front runner for game of the year. Like you said, yeah, I could see that among the best. Uh, the things that really took it for me was the story of the game and not the main story, but when you start to dive into the data logs and the extra content that you have to find, it gets really deep, right? And not just really deep, but wordingly believable <laughs> Wordy. and plausible. It, well, I, I think any good apo apocalyptic story or post-apocalyptic or post-post-apocalyptic, which is, I guess, technically what this is. It's post yeah, and post that's the other thing about it is you, most of the time you get the, the apocalypse as it's happening this or is, after. This isn't even post-apocalyptic. Like yeah, this isn't even post-apocalyptic. This is post-post-apocalyptic. That's yeah. how far in, in the future. And you're right. It is a believable thing in, in, in you know where robotics are headed, where AI is headed. Uh, not to give too much away about the did story, you get but into the uh, story much because well, okay, I got into the story that they told, but 
But like uh-huh. you read, like it sounds to me like you read all the notepads you picked oh, up. Oh yeah. And you listened to I listened to all of the recordings I picked up. But because I started reading Oh dude, I started reading those notepads. It's like a novel. Yeah. Remember the what was it the second week after we'd started playing this I was telling you how just lackluster everything is and how slow it was and that's because I was only doing main story. But then as soon as I branched off, it, it's like I couldn't stop. Yeah, it, it 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 certainly has a way of sucking you in. Once yeah. you, once you get the once you get that ball rolling, it picks up some steam and you you just go yeah. for days. The, the uh, visuals and the sound, um, Gorilla Games, or the Gorilla, I don't know their actual name of their studio, but the engine that they used is the uh, Decima engine, and. And it shows in how beautiful the game is, uh, the graphics. And I don't think that can be understated. I don't think you can you, you can understate that. It is it, it is one of the most. <sighs> Look, I like playing Final Fantasy fourteen, and I think that the 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 way the environment is rendered is done very well. This tops it mm-hmm. by about a thousand. I, and the, you know, go ahead. Oh, yeah. So the thing that I thought was really nice about the visuals and the mechanics of the AI is you've got these robots that are supposed to be self-aware. They act like they are. They they act like they're animal counterparts, and it's very believable. Nothing about it is sluggish. It's Yeah, some of them spook. Some of them will, will, will charge and attack. Um, physics are... Yeah, spot on. Yeah, I thought they did a really good job with 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 all of that for sure. Absolutely. And that leads into the gameplay. Um, it, it's very open, immersive. It is. It is a I mean, giant it, world. It's a post-apocalyptic, post-apocalyptic game. It's so it's, it's a barren wasteland. There's nothing there, and the game lets it show that the land is huge. And one thing that I like to do in these type of games is when you use an auto trail feature. So if you get on your mount and you get on one of the main trails in the game, you could just ride and it'll steer you along the trail. Right. Right. And so doing that and looking at everything, it's immersive in that way. Uh, if you think about it in that way, otherwise, if you go in there, you'll see there, there's a lot of place where it's just flat, like tundra, like land. I got, I'll, I'll be honest because of the, just the, the the expanse of this game world, how large it is, how expansive it is, how almost never ending it seems. I stopped riding uh, robots around uh, yeah. pretty quick, and I just used fast travel. I I bought the I bought the purple unlimited fast travel yep. pack and was done. That's with it. what I did too. And never ending is the perfect way to sum it up because when you're trudging through. It feels like it's just never going to end. Well, you go from mile. I mean, then the environments change. It goes from from desert to, to lush wildlife to to forest to to open plains to uh, uh, winter to to mountains to to. It's just it, it, it's everything. It's every season yep. uh, that you can think of. Um, and it takes forever to ride through all that if you're going to ride it. But yeah, I think you're right. I think the, the gameplay. Yeah. Um, so in between there, you'll have your spots with your enemies and they're, 
when you're encountering enemies, when you alert them, this game goes on high. You're on your edge of the seat. This is it's a dangerous game. It is, it's a very high <laughs> octane. You're absolutely the, right. The first time that I stepped out and a watcher seen me and did his kick on me, and <laughs> I, I started because I started playing on the normal difficulty. Yep. But then I just started getting wiped out. So what, you you went to easy. Did for you, the sake of time, I dropped did it. Did you seriously? Oh, you were such a bad gamer. Oh, <laughs> you're such a bad gamer. You just wanted to play Zelda. Don't lie. I had already made <laughs> Zelda. Oh, you, oh, you suck so much. <laughs> you're such a bad gamer. Oh, oh. Uh, but the, the combat, yeah, very highly octane. And there was times even on the easy near the end of the game. Where I was, my heart wasn't racing, but it was, uh, it was, uh, I need to focus on this and just not stop know. doing what I'm doing. Um, the crafting was very streamlined. I would agree with that. I think the, ca- I, the crafting was extremely streamlined. I don't necessarily enjoy crafting in games, but I don't, the thing that I don't enjoy about it is if your crafting is a necessity to, to, to continuing the game, game or continuing then it then they, they i don't make, like it but like in here well they you make, can ex- well yeah but they make ex- crafting a pivotal part of the game because if you don't if you don't craft you're not you're you're gonna die because you're gonna run out of ammunition so i like yeah. the fact that you craft your ammunition more well, than just crafting potions and stuff now i'm talking about crafting in a hole and yes that when Everything that you craft in this game, you you see how you benefit from it, oh, and it's sure. going to benefit you through the whole game. So the very first thing that you craft, which is probably going to be a, a potion, or or well, potions are going to help you, maybe but once. But <laughs> yeah, like when when you start expanding like your arrow stashes or how many potions you can carry, yeah. then yeah. you know from the first time you do that, it lasts for the rest of the game. So the crafting feels very rewarding the, although you don't necessarily need to craft on that level and i like how they you could craft so it wasn't because you have to craft ammunition like i said so you can do it on the run in a battle mm-hmm. which i felt was kind of like eh, this doesn't seem right like i'm crafting yeah. 10 arrows at a time while i'm you know it, basically it slows it goes into bullet time and and you're you, you you're dodging something or you're running you know, in a semicircle to try to get better position or, or dodge whatever's coming at you. And, and that felt a little rushed. I think you should, you should be able to, yeah. you should have been ha- high octane. forced to prepare a little more, but I mean, again, you're right. It's high octane. It's, it's high energy. It's let's do this now. It's not, it, it's certainly not a survival um, and, type game. So um, the last thing that I want that I'll touch on is the armory. Um, although it wasn't expansive, the the few things that it had, it was very open and tweakable for for the player. You know, there's not necessarily. Now, I didn't get the best armor in the game, the one that you're telling me about, so I had to use all the all the lesser stuff. But every all your armor is situational, and yeah. so once and kind of once you get that mod the the skill that lets you kind of re-socket your uh, gear. Right. Then it 
it's like what more do you need because when you come to a battle where say yeah you can take one out and put it in something different and and say that yeah the glint hawks who they got a, a really nasty ice attack just put on some ice armor and then stack in some or you can some just dodge very them. rare just dodge them that's what i did i just dodged yeah, or the ice. dodge them just dodge the ice. i'm a bad gamer i, I can dodge are, you have no idea how much of a bad gamer you are Stand i beat this thing on, on normal and i'll be honest like for my bad let's just move into the bad the modification system is kind of useless and I'll, I'll tell you why I had on, for the most part, almost all through the game, stealth armor. Until I got the best armor, I just used stealth armor. Yeah, was and I didn't even start modifying until I got that one perk. I maybe modified a green in. Yeah, and that's just it. Like, I put two stealths in, but it's not a very intuitive modification system. It's not like you need to no. do it, and it's not like it guides you into doing it. Yeah, it just feels like an unnecessary tack on, kind of gimmicky. Um, the other bad for me is the learning curve right off the bat. I felt like this game just kind of throws you to the wolves and makes you figure some things out. And the tutorial, you know, isn't all that super helpful when when yeah. it comes to stuff. So I just felt like the learning curve was there. And, it's, and it kind of starts slow, but once it builds up, man, it don't stop. It yeah, don't, and that's stop. exactly what I was saying. The bad is I was saying the, the slow progression takes a while but then once it picks up yeah it goes quick and deep uh, the other bad thing i would say is this is a brave knockoff i mean let's just think about it your your protagonist is a woman she has red hair she uses a bow sounds like brave to me it's like okay. disney made a game it's funny that you say that because i've never seen the the hunger games or really know much about it <laughs> right but if i could guess what it was about it, i thought that the beginning of this game was what it was about like is her name katniss yeah all right so what what other bads did you have for this game okay so aloy what is wrong with aloy i she was just too young and too hip and with it and too much of an attitude and when you couldn't control what she was saying it was just it was out of place with how they're trying to paint this world you are a bad gamer on crack what, what, I am. What was the other one? What was one of yeah, you, the lens uh, flare? What did yeah, the lens flare? What, did you think J.J. Abrams made this game? I didn't really even notice it looks the lens like flare. Super J.J. Abrams made this game. There was lens flare everywhere. <laughs> the only thing that it was good for was if you were doing every other thing that you needed to do when you're in a hectic battle, you'd see the flash of lens flare from everywhere, so you'd know to dodge. <sighs> okay. And lots of lens flare lots of lens flare some people like it i don't like it this is not it wasn't you know it's not a jj abrams thing so this. i thought of your robot question and what about the transformers i watched transformers the ones we don't talk about michael bay on this show uh what about beast wars oh well if you're gonna talk beast wars i could talk beast wars with you forever beast wars was good yeah, was so good. the other bad was the world is huge right and for the most part the same packs of the common enemies are everywhere and there's only just a small handful of enemies, special ones that'll spawn in certain areas of the game. Sure. So I, I guess I wish that the enemy, there was more enemy types, but it does go along with the setting and theme of the game. You didn't even unlock all of the long necks. No, I didn't. Oh, because God. I did. Okay. So Man, <clears> I, don't, here's another I don't care. I just wanted to point out. 
But you're talking about all this, and you didn't even unlock the, all the long necks. You're just a bad kid. The 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 what? <laughs> the the giant the long necks. The giant things look like giant uh, giraffes. I've seen all of them, but I was like, why do I want to climb up on them? Because it unlocks the wanna... map. You're so, I don't want to fall. You off. told me about that tremor thing, and then I encountered one, <laughs> and I never wanted to see one again. <laughs> the rock eaters. That yeah. That was yes. definitely straight out of Tremors. I love that movie. I was looking I had for Kevin time Bacon. To scan it and then die. <laughs> I was looking for Kevin Bacon. Yeah, it looked pretty cool though. Uh, dude, you have to fight one if you do all the side quests, which obviously you didn't do because you were too busy playing Breath of the Wild on my Switch, with drinking my PBR with my hipster beard. Um, ah, PBR is so gross. <laughs> let's talk about let's talk about the ugly. Look, so a lot of gamers didn't have any issue with this game. They put it in the PS4 or the PS4 Pro, PS4 Pro, and they took off and played this game no problems. I was not one of them. There were there were a few, and I don't know how many, but it was obviously enough for Gorilla Games and Sony to put out patches. Uh, you put the game in, you'd start it, you 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 would get, and in this game you immediately get a a, a, a cutscene that is this opening movie. That is supposed to be epic and kind of gives you the backstory of the entire game. And for some people, it froze, myself included. Uh, it froze uh, to the point where you couldn't close the application. You had to unplug your PS4. So I did this once. I unplugged it, plugged it back in, restarted my PS4, and put the game back in. Luckily, I bought it on uh, on my. I, I bought it, but it wasn't delivered from Amazon Prime. It wasn't delivered the day it was supposed to release. It delivered the day after, so there was already a patch. And what they did with this patch, they didn't fix the issue. All they did was put a save point in the middle of the opening movie. Who does that? So it starts at the at the save point, gets me a little bit further, and it freezes again, and it made another save point. Who does that? So I had to restart the PS4, unplug it for a second time, and finally on the third time, you know, I loaded the game and it worked. But it, that's just ridiculous. That's the ugly. But you know what? When patches still don't fix the, the opening movie issue, and there, there's been a couple more patches since then. So I'm hoping that it's done. But their workaround, while clever, wasn't very good. Uh, who puts a menu halfway into the opening movie? The menu should have been there to begin with. Should have given you the option to, to skip the cutscene altogether. It's just silly. Silly, silly, silliness. Um, and, and this is something I didn't have issues with this. Of course you did. It would have just been me. But I'm wondering is if if I go back and replay, yeah. will I have to go through that? I have to go through the. Uh, no, so here? so no. When you, you uh, did you beat the game? Yeah, I did. I did. Okay, so when I beat the game so, after the after the end credits and then the scene at the end of the end credits. Which you can skip the end credits if you haven't beat the game yet. And you're going to do that soon. Trust me, just skip the end credits because there's a ton of them. And it'll yeah. take you to a cutscene to a, to a movie, at the uh, an ending movie at the end of the game. Uh, and I won't give anything away, but obviously the game is not yet over. It will continue. So what was your ugly in this game? Story and content are big things for me. And when I came into this game, I didn't, I didn't expect a single... The first game just a single game with no backstory or prior games to have so much content and depth in it right. that I wanted to experience it right off the bat. So it was my bad for doing that. But who was to know 
Well, you right. didn't even. It sounds to me like you didn't give this game the benefit of the doubt. Like there were, I mean, there were so many reviews of this well, game coming out saying early front runner for game of the year, nine right. out of ten, nine and a half for out of ten. Reasons? Because it was for awesome. Reasons. Like I, I don't read people's reviews because I don't care. I just look. Yeah. See I what mean, graphically are... the game is awesome, but sure. graphics aren't everything to me. I like the story. But if you're but not I, giving I, a game a benefit of the doubt of the main story quest before I started seeing oh i could because the the achievements in this game we're gonna talk about that yeah we're gonna talk about that let's 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 so what we what was your what was the ugly what was like just real quick because we're running out of time and i definitely want to talk about achievements in games what was the ugly for you with this game okay the battle system with the the crafting of the arrows so i created this I guess I'd call it like a claw type grip. There was a point where some battles were so hectic. I was holding down the left trigger, the right trigger. I was dodging. I was, I was side strafing with one thumb and I was moving around the little (laughs) dial to craft the arrows. And I was just holding the control in a really funky, uncomfortable way that nobody would ever play. You're such a bad gamer. It was. It was awkward. I wish <laughs> the battle system is. I didn't think I it was get it. You're but just, you're just a bad. They, they want. They want to do too much of too many things in the battle system. They oh, should have just. Sure. It sounds it. to me like you just you kind of reached the. You you reached the limits, of of what that game was supposed to be, like you know what I'm saying, like. To me, I didn't have an issue with that. I had no problem. I understand what you're talking about with the claw, but I figured out a way to hold it while I was moving. And to be honest, there weren't a lot of situations where I did that. In fact, a lot of the game, I was able to sneak through and either override monsters to fight other monsters for me or just just silently kill them and have no issues. Yeah, see, I'm bad at that. I just like <laughs> killing things. <laughs> Right. I, I like luring one over and stabbing it. Yeah, I like doing that too, but I barely use the traps. Like every once in a while I'd use a trap. I barely use the traps. It was like that would that was cool when I did it and it worked when I needed it to. But for the most part, eh, I didn't really care. Yeah. I'll just sneak over that. and, you know, kill them with my staff. I didn't use the trip caster. I didn't use the slingshot. And just real quick before I give this game a score, I just want to say like they like I get like the whole matriarch thing and you know down with the patriarchy and PC movement let's make a game where the woman's a protagonist but you have to realize that most gamers and I'm not again like it's just a percentage it's probably even it could be as close as 5149 but the, the percentage of gamers out there uh are men that play this game or boys uh come on can we at least get some sexy outfits if you're going to have a matriarchal game, I'm sorry, you can call me a misogynist, you can call me a sexist, but come on. If I got to walk around as a chick all the time, like, I like the way she walked, but can we at least show some skin? That's all I'm saying. I mean, she doesn't have to be naked by any stretch of the imagination, but... You can see her ankles sometime. Right. I felt like I was playing an Amish chick. Uh, I give this game five out of five arrows. Five out of five. I will give it a four out of five. You are so bad. Look, so with this game, I I started to think about something because I got all the achievements but two. Three if you include the overall I got all the achievements achievement. 
or trophy, as the case may be, with, with the PlayStation. Are they worth it? Is trophy hunting, achievement hunting worth it? Whether it's on Steam, whether it's in the, the Xbox, uh, uh, or whether it's in the PlayStation. Is trophy hunting worth it? And I kind of just want to talk about that for a little bit. Because there's a ton of trophies out there. There's a ton of achievements out there for some of these games. And if you're going to do it, is it worth the time that you have to invest? Now, for me personally, I'm just going to give you my personal opinion. I like games like Final Fantasy XV, where if you go through the game and you complete everything in the game that you're supposed to complete, and yeah, there can be some secret things in there and like a secret dungeon, but if you complete all the dungeons, if you do all the side quests, if you you know, get everything that you're supposed to get during the course of the game and it's not all these hidden things, then, yeah, you should have an overall achievement for, for beating the game and you can get all those trophies. But, like, for this game, they're hidden trophies where, like, some of them are, for example, I'll just tell you, like, five. Like, five, you have to five times kill an enemy from above or five times kill an enemy from below. Or five times sneak attack an enemy. Or five times head, you know, hit humans in the head with a headshot. Like, if you don't know what you're supposed to do. How are you supposed to hunt these trophies unless you're looking online? So I just, it, for me, I don't think they're worth it. I think there's some of the dumbest achievements out there. For example, in this game, there's an achievement for finding all 25 of the um, uh, uh, targets that are shaped... Uh, in the shape of a giant deer and knocking them over like not hitting them with an arrow but going up to them and physically knocking them over there's an achievement that's yeah that's dumb and that's what i was saying about the achievements for here is a lot of them they're just unfulfilling to anything is it worth your time well depending i used to be a trophy hunter um i can tell from your from your from your trophy score and your trophy (laughs) level because like somebody, so do you like so one of the guys that we played Final Fantasy uh, fourteen with, uh, I friended him on PlayStation uh, Network a few months ago, and he looked at my trophies and he went, "I don't have any friends who have as many trophies as you do, Crowley," and I'm like, "I wasn't trying to get trophies. I just play a lot of games." And then yeah. I looked at yours because I'm like, All right, "I want to see where I'm at compared to Bad Gamer Bishop." You are three levels higher than I am. I think I'm at 13 and you're at 16. Is that right? Yep. And Something like that. You and just I got have a several... ton of trophies. Yeah, and I used to, because I that's what I used to do. I used to hunt for trophies, the platinum trophies. It was kind of the big thing, kind of like the, you know, I'm a, I'm a complete. It, so when it first came out, when I was experienced to it was for the PS3. Right. And because I, I never had an Xbox. Or the 360. Yeah, that's what was out. So when it came out with, hey, you can kind of show off or brag to people a little bit about your your achievements in games. You know, it was cool. And we were doing that. But then it gets to a point, like how I look at it now, some of the achievements in this game were going out to collect the items that right. you can trade back in for mediocre items that maybe you'll use you'll probably end up selling and so what incentive did it have right it doesn't give you uh, anything but an overall global score next to your name uh, yeah uh, you know and uh, more 
content to put in a game to keep people playing. Right. Well, it's just kind of like, and, and, and I, this is a totally different topic, and maybe we'll talk about it next time, but like DLCs. I think DLCs are useless. It used to be back in the day, used to be back in the day, you had to release a complete game with all of the with all of the bells and whistles. Otherwise, it would word is going to get around and no one's going to buy your game. But now you can release a game like No Man's Sky that is just absolute junk, has nothing in it that, that you promised was going to be in it, but then you can say, oh, I'm going to fix it in later patches. Ugh, just for once, I want somebody to put out a finished game. You could even argue that Final Fantasy XV, as good as that game was, wasn't complete. There's an argument to be made about that. There's an argument that the game, there's more to that game that, that they wanted to put in but didn't have time. And that they probably might do later on. Because there are secret areas that people can get into. That there's just nothing there. There's no NPCs. There's It's just like this open world. Well, with it, I'm sure will come trophies. Speaking of Final Fantasy XV, right, and trophies. Like, let, let me just say this on the final word on trophies. It's not worth it. Especially when you're, when you're older, when you're getting closer to middle age. And you might be middle age. Uh, it's just, you don't have time. You have, you have family obligations, you have work obligations. Uh, you just, you don't have time to achievement hunt. But when you're a young hipster drinking the PBR to be ironic and being a special snowflake and putting on your vagina hat and marching on DC, you probably have time to trophy hunt. So I have a story about that. Wait, I had putting this, on a vagina had, hat? Oh, about, about the trophy hunting. Oh, okay. So... I had one of my old roommates. I was going out of town for a weekend and I asked him if he could come stay at my house and watch my cats. And him and I were both trophy hunters with PlayStation three. And he got a platinum trophy that I hadn't gotten on one of my games while he was house watching. So he, was he plugged in under you? No, he used his, his system. And so he, he rubbed it in. I think it was um, Killzone 3, actually, Killzone. <laughs> ironically enough. But, yeah, never forgive him. So I think it kills him. Uh, so, yeah, there's, there's you know, trophies. They are what they are. They're fun to look at. They're fun for hipsters, but not so much for old men. And I am an old man, an old grumpy man. Uh, so we don't have time this, this month to go over our mobile games of the month. Maybe next month we'll get to them, um, which mine was DC Legends uh, and, and Bishop's was Fire Emblem Heroes. So maybe we'll get to that next month. I make no promises. Uh, as next month's game of the month is MLB The Show 17. Sorry, guys. It's a sports game. And some of the things that they have done with MLB The Show 17 look amazing. Uh, the road to the show now. Is like it's going to be an RPG style. I cannot tell you how excited I am for Tuesday. Uh, what position are you going to put in? I don't know if I'm going to go with pitcher or uh, shortstop. I like playing shortstops. Try something obscure like left field. I don't want to do left field. Uh, we'll see. Maybe I don't know. Um, the other thing. I'm going to go with on Tuesday, Gladius uh, DLC for Final Fantasy 15 comes out. That's what I was going to say earlier, and I'm glad I remembered that. Uh, but I'll be too busy playing Major League Baseball, the show, 17. Look, for the month of April, we want your feedback. We want to know what games you want to uh, talk about, you want to hear us talk about. 
uh, and we want to kind of know where your heads are at. So let us know. Uh, you can uh, send me a tweet uh, at Bad Gamers Anon, uh, or just uh, log on to our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Bad Gamers Anonymous. Uh, let us know what you're playing. We would love to hear from you. Uh, I know we've got uh, a listener who wants to uh, come onto the show. Uh, he, he does a podcast uh, the, called uh, the Cantina Cast, the Star Wars podcast. So if you're a Star Wars fan, um, check out uh, check out their podcast. I love it. Um, huge listener, long time listener, first time caller. Uh, so check them out. Uh, but uh, yeah, I know that when we start talking about Star Wars games, which ba- you know, ba- Battlefield Battlefront is coming out, Battlefront Two. Yeah, so we might talk about that. We might have a good show on Star Wars later this year. So look forward to that. But let us know. We want your feedback. Uh, again, my uh, PS4 name is Crowley76. Look me up. Add me. Uh, if you'd like to play any of the games against me. Bishop, you want to give yours out? Yeah, I'm just Toblar, T-O-B-L-A-R. There you go. Toblar, Crowley76. Look us up. We'll play with you. Uh, like, rate, subscribe, follow, all those good things on SoundCloud and uh, at iTunes. Uh, let us know what you think of the show. And uh, on that note, I think we're out for Bishop, uh, for uh, myself and for everyone else. We'll see you next month. <laughs> <laughs>